that's what we've been talking about. This is uh, part three in the series. And uh, I really believe that as we uh, receive revelation of this, this is going to impact our lives going forward in ways that we really cannot understand. Galatians 3 and 16, the Bible says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And we found out that the Abrahamic covenant was, of course, established by God through Abraham. And the Bible says to his seed, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Not seeds, but seed. Now that seed that the Bible is talking about right there is Jesus. We need to establish that. And we've been establishing that all through the teachings of this series, that the covenant that we experience and enjoy it belongs to Jesus first and foremost. Okay? Um, God set it up that way so that that covenant could not be interfered with or manipulated. Okay? It was God's original plan, we found out last week, that the first Adam experienced the blessing of the dominion in the earth. We found that out last week. But he lost it because he sinned. But the last Adam, who is Christ, he has received the blessing of the covenant, and it all belongs to him, and God has entrusted him with it, because God knows that he won't mess it up. Amen? He won't lose it. He won't give it away like the first Adam did. Okay? Now, you and I get to experience the blessing of the covenant because we've been made one with him. And God does not have to worry about whether or not that covenant will remain eternal because it's in the eternal hands of the Son of God. Amen? So that's what we've established, and we want to really make that foundational in our understanding that this covenant that we experience, all the blessings of it, are in the hands of Jesus Christ. And those promises, or every promise in Christ Jesus, is yes and amen because of him. Amen? We want to establish that. Now, let's look now. At verse 29 of that same chapter of Galatians. Because now we have to, uh, by revelation, we have to see ourselves as partakers, just like Jesus is, of the covenant. If you're going to experience the power of the covenant, if I'm going to experience the power of the covenant, I must believe that I have as much access to the covenant that Jesus, that Jesus has. I must believe that. I must believe that the blood of Jesus has caused me to inherit everything that Jesus experiences at the right hand of God. 
Now, that's why we prayed the prayer in the uh, the book of Ephesians before we uh, started this study, that God would open our eyes. That's my prayer, that he'll open your eyes tonight to these things. And you will include yourself in every covenant blessing that belongs to Christ. Now, the scripture says in verse 29, and if you be Christ, how many of y'all belong to Jesus tonight? Establish that tonight. We're going to establish that tonight. That if I'm, I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? So every promise that God made to Abraham, because I'm in Christ, in principle, the blessings that Abraham experienced, I can experience them also. Okay? And the Bible says, if I be Christ, then I'm Abraham's seed, and I'm an heir according to the promise of God. So the blood covenant positions us to fulfill God's original assignment for mankind. Everything that Adam lost in the garden because of his disobedience, I now and you now in Christ have access to all of it. Somebody say, well, why aren't we experiencing it like that? Well, because we're not believing for it like that. That's the problem. Our our unbelief hinders us from experiencing those things that the Bible says have been freely given to us through Christ. Somebody say amen to that. So this is our portion. But our portion will go unused if we don't apprehend it by faith, okay? And the series, I think, before this series started here, the Blood, uh, blood Covenant Living, we talked about boldness. We talked about being bold enough to claim the things that are ours. Right in the face of contradictory circumstances. I mean, you hear messages like this, and the enemy immediately will give you that pushback and try to bring you circumstances that say different than what the, what the Scripture teaches. That is when you must meet him with aggression. Hallelujah. And an understanding of, I'm not going to be denied what is mine. Talked about audacity <laughs> and just a, just a desire to refuse to be refused. That's that that you know when I got born again, I had to develop this kind of mentality because I knew the devil he was actually trying to kill me. I mean seriously, he was trying to take me out. All kind of oppression, all kind of things came against my body, my mind, and I had to learn in a hurry that these promises were real because I had to stand on them for my very life. I, you know, and I, some of y'all got that same testimony because God knew, the, well, the devil knew the plan that God had for your life. And initially, when you first get born again, he was trying to take you out before you could experience this. So I had to learn these things before, as an as a act of survival. Amen. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. 
Romans chapter 8. Let's go there. Let's go there. So I don't want you to be uh, surprised or when things start happening that are unusual to you when you start studying along these lines. Because the enemy knows that you're on the right track when you start meditating on covenant promises and covenant blessings and your position in Christ. Now, we touched on this last week, but I I felt led to go back to it here as a sort of review in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Bible says, The Spirit itself or Himself, I like that translation better, The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Verse 17 says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. So I, I, I got to learn to begin to meditate on scriptures like that. If I'm going to walk in covenant authority, I got to always be, remind myself that I'm an heir of God. When I'm driving down the road, I I got to remind myself while the devil is speaking lies to my mind, I got to remind myself that I have an inheritance with God through Jesus Christ of covenant blessings. That there's a table prepared before me in the presence of my enemies. And I can partake of it because that's my portion. And I will not be denied. I'll not be talked out of it. I'll not be deceived. I'm going to experience it. So the Bible says, if children then as heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. Hmm. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. I got to be bold when I, in my assertion of that. And if so be, and if so, so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some, some kickback. The devil's going to try to, Stop me from experiencing my inheritance, but I also know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I said no weapon formed against me will... You got to say that in the back of your bedroom when the devil is lying to you, when he's telling you it's not going to work out, when he's telling you you're not going to get your healing. You got to let him know, yeah, a weapon has been formed, but it cannot prosper because I'm in covenant relationship with the living God. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory. Somebody say the glory. With the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now verse 19 is very, very interesting. Pastor Angela touched on this a couple of Sundays ago in her teaching. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, that's interesting because that's reminding us that uh, the world that, that Adam had authority over, that when Adam went into bondage, it itself went into bondage. The whole earth and everything in it went, went under the curse. And the Bible says 
that the earnest expectation of the creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earth is waiting for a man or a woman filled with the Holy Ghost to take their rightful place as kings and priests in this earth today through Jesus Christ. the, The creation is waiting for somebody to tell it what to do. Somebody said, I ain't ain't never heard no preaching like that. Well, Jesus operated in that kind of authority. When he spoke to the waves and the wind, guess what? They obeyed him. Because they were out of order at that time on that sea. And Jesus spoke to the wind and the wave and put it back in order, commanded that the wind and the waves to cease and be orderly. And the whole creation is waiting on a man or a woman who's filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with the knowledge of Christ and understands their covenant right to do so, to take authority in this earth over anything in this earth through Jesus Christ. So the Bible says the earnest expectation of the creature, it's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Verse 20 Hmm. Yeah, that's in my notes. Verse 20, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. In other words, <laughs> the earth and everything that God gave Adam dominion over, they didn't want to go into bondage. They went into bondage because Adam went into bondage and because Adam was the head over all of that. So the creature was, was not subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it to hope. So Adam was the problem. Had Adam not gone into bondage, had Adam not sinned, the earth would have remained holy and in order. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So the creature, it knows, the creation knows that bondage is not its original portion. Freedom is its original portion. And it wants to experience, the Bible says, the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. It wants to know the freedom that it had and the perfection it had before Adam sinned in the garden. And God has given to us the assignment of of those to take authority over this fallen world through the power of the Holy Ghost and through a blood covenant that we have access to in Christ. When Jesus walked the earth, he operated and lived under the Abrahamic covenant as a man who understood his authority to do so. He knew that he was the seed, and he operated in the earth as the the seed, with all the power and authority that Adam had before Adam sinned in the garden. 
And I'm here to tell you tonight, if we can renew our minds and begin to, to develop what the Bible calls the mind of Christ, God wants his church before Jesus returns or before we're raptured out of here to experience this same type of authority and liberty in Christ. Where sickness and disease bows its knee to the sons and daughters of God because of the power of the Holy Ghost within us. This is what the world is looking for. This is what they're craving for. This is why when they, when they look at the church and they see us walking in weakness, they, they laugh at us. But there's coming a day when the, when the people of the world are going to look to the church and they're going to see the power of God released like never before. Hallelujah. And we're going to be that which God has ordained before the foundation of the world. We're going to be a people that walk in dominion power in the earth through our Savior Jesus Christ because of the blood covenant. Hallelujah. Because we got an understand, we've developed an understanding. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travails in pain together until now. So the whole creation is groaning and wants to be free from this bondage. And not only they, but ourselves also, <laughs> which, were, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. There's a part of you, there's a part of me that knows instinctively that this world has been given to us through God, through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the heavens, all of the heavens belong to God. But the earth, he has given to the sons of men. Amen. You'd be surprised what would happen if you just started speaking to things. If you just started speaking to your body. In authority. I ain't talking about being weak about it. I'm talking about with an understanding of covenant blessing and covenant power. You start speaking to the, the diabetes. Tell it what to do. So you start speaking to the heart disease with authority and command your heart to beat with the rhythm of life. Tell your bank account you must obey. My God meets all my needs in abundance according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we begin to speak the word, the covenant words of God, the words of the covenant, things under us begin to obey because they understand covenant power. Help us, Lord. Now, let's talk about Abraham for a bit. For a bit. Tonight, let's, let's talk about him. And we touched on Abraham last week, and I want to touch on him a little bit more tonight. Genesis chapter 12, because this covenant that we're talking about was reintroduced to man through Abraham in the 12th chapter of the book of Genesis. Thank you, Lord. 
And we found out last week that in those first three verses, God spoke to Abraham and he said, I will four times. So let's read through this right quick. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show you. So he says, I will show you. That's covenant talk. He says in verse 2, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curseth you, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So those four I wills, God is talking covenant talk with Abraham. Now, covenant talk is God's language. I believe there was a, a leper that uh, came to Jesus and he, had, he told Jesus, he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. Y'all remember that? If you're willing, you could make me whole. Jesus said, I will <laughs> be thou made whole. He was talking covenant to him. He was, he was explaining to him that the covenant will allow you to experience the covenant blessing of healing. Now, this leper, he was the seed of Abraham also. So he had access, a legal right, to be healed through covenant blessing. But, he under, but, the, but the reason he was able to experience it is because he knew it belonged to him. He knew Jesus had the anointing on him to heal, and he knew that he had access to that anointing. Okay? So it's important that we understand that. God wanted to use Abraham so that he could get the blessing that Adam lost Back into the world. That's the whole reason that God gave the, all those four hour wills to Abraham because he wanted to get the blessing that Adam lost back into the world in its fullness. How many of y'all know God is not a halfway God? He wants the full blessing back into the earth and he has decided to, to give it through Jesus Christ to the church. So the only way that the world can be blessed to the degree that God wants it to be blessed, is if the church gains covenant understanding of their position and authority in the earth right now. Somebody say again, when I get to heaven, we'll have the authority, and you will have the authority when you get to heaven, and we, we come back during the, during the millennial reign. We will reign and rule with him, true enough. But there's some power that God wants re- to, to be released right now by faith. I said by faith. All of this is by faith, by the way. It, it, we won't experience it, this, this, this power that I'm talking about, this covenant living that I'm talking about, unless we release our faith for it. Unless we renew our minds through, through study and meditation of the covenant. As I stated earlier, this book, this Bible, is a legal document that needs to be read and studied 
and, and asking with the, with the ministry of the Holy Ghost to give us revelation concerning the victory of the cross. And concerning the power of his resurrection. We need to become intimate in that knowledge because it's that, that, that knowledge that will cause you to be able to be, uh, to live that overcoming victorious life that the gospel promises. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have this life more abundantly. Pastor, Pastor Angel was talking about that we're, we're only experiencing the edges of the blessing. We're only experiencing just, just a small, minute part of it in terms of power. But I'm here to tell you, God wants to release this power to those who will understand that this power is theirs, has a covenant right. Uh, am I the only one getting excited about this? And I, I tell you, this, this kind of teaching excites me. But again, the main thing that Abraham did to receive the blessing was he believed. I really believe that, that that's, the, that's the part that the church has got to get to where we actually believe these things. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. We need to always be thankful when we get revelation concerning him and our place in him. Now, the writer of Hebrews says in verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we see here that if my faith is negatively impacted by carnal thinking, by religious teachings, by things that are not uh, in the covenant, my faith will be affected. I must keep my eyes on the covenant. I must keep my eyes on what the Bible, what the Word of God calls the mirror of the Word. I must keep my eyes on the truth. He says, but without faith, faith comes by and hearing by. So it's the word of God that I must pay strict attention to. It's the covenant I must keep my eyes on. Now, that's, that's difficult for a lot of believers because, you know, for whatever reason, our minds are so occupied on other things. But when I make a, a, a decision... To make the word of God my food day and night on a consistent basis. I'm eating the word of God. I'm ingesting the word of God. My faith will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I can receive the promises from a faith God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now, that's the first step. I got to believe that God is, that He exists, and all of us do that. We we believe that He is. We 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 put our faith in God. We put our faith in Jesus Christ, and we have received the new birth. Hallelujah, which is the most important thing. 
eternal life. We receive eternal life. But in order to be blessed by the covenant while we're here on earth, I got to believe something else. I got to believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. I got to believe that God, the God of the covenant, not only <coughs> will bless Pastor Angela, <laughs> but he'll bless me also. I got to believe that my faith in God will produce a, a blessing in my life and that God will reward me for my faith, for my allegiance to him. I got to believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. Okay? So I got to believe God's a reward. I got to believe that me serving God is not in vain. That God is going to reward us with covenant blessings from the covenant that he has established through Jesus Christ. That I've been redeemed from the curse into the blessings of Abraham. And that every blessing that Abraham experienced in his life, I have access to. I should be experiencing it in my life. In a greater degree, by the way, than Abraham did. Because Abraham was living under the old covenant. Which was established, the Bible says, on inferior promises. Because the, the covenant that we're living under is established on better promises than the one Abraham lived under. Abraham was not filled with the Holy Ghost like you are. Somebody say amen to that. A Abraham didn't have the power to speak to the, to the wind and the waves like you do. Abraham couldn't speak to the mountains and command the mountains to be moved like you can. So the covenant that he experienced, it was, it was an awesome covenant, and he was blessed through it, but it pales in comparison to what you and I have access to today through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus had not yet reached the cross when, in Abraham's day. Amen. How serious is God about bringing deliverance through covenant relationship? How serious is he about this? He's very serious about it. Let's go to Isaiah 14. God is very serious about this. God's eyes go to and fro upon the whole earth, looking for somebody who will believe these things we're talking about tonight. Who won't just think that these are stories in the Bible. He's looking for somebody who will say, this is my portion in Christ. Isaiah 14, verse 24. The Lord of hosts hath sworn. How many of y'all know that's covenant talk right there? He hath sworn. And this is what he said. Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. He said it's going to come to pass for somebody. Somebody's going to get it. 
Somebody's going to experience it. Somebody's going to walk in the promise of the covenant. Somebody's going to believe that this is their portion. Somebody's going to believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Somebody's going to believe that the devil is under my feet. Somebody's going to believe. God says, I'm going to make sure that somebody believes. Surely has I thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. That's covenant talk again. God says, I'm going to back up my word. He says in verse 25, that I will, that's covenant talk again, I will break the Assyrian in my land. The Assyrian is the devil. I say the Assyrian is the devil. You need to see this thing as, as, as what it is. Don't be carnal. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. This is our enemy. These are the ones that's coming against you and I. The powers of darkness are coming against you. But God has covenant to break the Assyrian, to break the devil's back. Hallelujah. That I will break the Assyrian in my land. The land that God is talking about is you and I. I'm going to break him in my land. He's not going to have dominion over my people. Through this new covenant. They're going to walk on him. They're going to tread upon him. Because I will be with them. He says, and upon my mountains, tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them. And his burden from off their shoulders. That's talking about the anointing. That's talking about the burden removing yoke-destroying power of God available to us through Christ. Right now. Released by faith. Released by speaking the word of the covenant when circumstances and the curse tries to put its yoke upon you. You must declare your freedom in this, through this word. you got to speak it. You got to use what the Bible says. This is not pretty talk. God says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. I got to learn to use it. I got to learn to wield it when I'm under attack. I can't go into a corner and cower in fear and in doubt. No, I must rise up by the power of the Holy Ghost with an understanding that I am in the living blood covenant with Jesus Christ. His yoke shall depart from off. His yoke shall depart from off. This is God talking. His yoke shall depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. Verse 26. And this is the purpose. <laughs> that is purpose upon the whole earth. <laughs> God said, this is, this is what this thing is all about. My people taking back everything that was stolen in the Garden of Eden. This is the purpose that is purpose upon the whole earth. 
And this is the hand, hallelujah, God's hand, stretched out upon all nations. This has been made available not only to the Jew, but to the Gentile, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ. Through this new covenant that we are living under right now. The covenant that was, is not established on the blood of bulls and goats. The covenant that we're under right now, it's established on the blood of the Lamb, hallelujah, who is blessed forever and ever and ever, hallelujah. The very blood of God himself, hallelujah. My God. This is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So God's ultimate purpose is that everything be restored as it was before sin came into the world through covenant promises. That's why it's so important to understand covenant. Because sometimes we we get off track. We start going to the left and going to the right. But when we keep our eyes on the covenant, we become, we stay covenant minded and we remember and are reminded of what this thing is all about. It's about Jesus Christ being glorified. It's about God the Father being glorified. It's about the power of the Holy Ghost being released in the earth through his church. Operating in covenant victory and covenant power. Treading on serpents and scorpions. Experiencing divine Holy Ghost strength, hallelujah, on a moment by moment basis. That's our portion. Unafraid, hallelujah. Got a couple of more minutes. Now I'm gonna close right there. 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 I wanna pray. I wanna pray. God, we pray tonight that this seed of your word, God has found good ground. Holy Spirit, sweet, precious Holy Spirit, bring to our remembrance these things that you have preached tonight to us when we're up against it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, oh God, bring to our remembrance our covenant union with Christ. Remind us that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Him. Remind us that if disease cannot touch Jesus, disease should not touch us. Remind us, oh God, that Jesus became poor, that we might be made rich through covenant inheritance. Remind us, O oh God, of what your cross has accomplished and what the resurrection power and life of Jesus Christ within us has accomplished so that we won't cower in fear. That we will speak your word with divine boldness when confronted with the enemies of our soul. And that you be glorified through it. By way of your word and by way of the blood. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. The blessing is our portion. Victory is our portion.